0: This is a legendary case, a Jane Doe mystery stretching back to 1974. We know her as the Lady of the Dunes, but we don't know her real name or who killed her. In this New England's Unsolved, I spoke to a Cape Cod true crime writer who believes the lady's killer may be one of the most notorious criminals in our nation's history. Jutting out into the Atlantic Ocean, historic Provincetown is the easternmost tip of Cape Cod. A place that attracts artists, tourists, and beach lovers from all around the world. But Provincetown is also home to one of the state's darkest mysteries, the Lady of the Dunes. On July 26, 1974, a young woman's mutilated body was discovered in the Race Point Dunes. To this day, no one knows the true identity of the Lady of the Dunes.
1: It was horrifying. There's no doubt about it.
0: Crime writer Sandra Lee was nine years old in 1974 and camping with her family in the dunes of Provincetown. Lee tells me on the morning of July 26th, as she was walking her dog, she stumbled upon the Lady of the Dunes. I looked
1: into the brush and I saw, at that point in my life, what was the single most gruesome sight I have ever seen.
0: Sandra Lee tells me because she was afraid, she did not report the discovery to police. Police say another person walking her dog is the one who alerted authorities. Sandra Lee tells me she clearly remembers what she saw.
1: She was naked. Um, I could see an injury to the right side of her head. And a little bit of a slice, um, which I believe they tried to cut her head off as well,
0: police later said. Over four decades, police have tried to find the lady's name by recreating her face. Using her exhumed skull, sketches have given way to high-tech computer-generated images. But still, no one knows who she is. And there's one good reason why the lady is refusing to give up her secrets. Both of her hands are missing, and some of the lady's teeth pulled. And Sandra Lee tells me that could be a clue as to who killed the lady. Welcome. The Conspiracy
2: Therapy Podcast with Ryan, Larry, Ill Josh, and the Illuma Mommy herself, Miss April. <laughs> and on today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we put on our gumshoe hats as we go in deep on a cold case with the Lady of the Dunes.
1: I love you, let me hold you in my arms forevermore.
2: Lady of the Dunes. If only we could solve your case. And we're going to god damn well try. Here we are, shoot Kitchen Studio 2018. Everybody's feeling fresh, feeling frisky, I think. Cause the mosquitoes are biting. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they're horrible this year. We're, we're all a court low. So, guys, this is a cold case. There's one in the studio. <laughs> oh, there's there's a bunch in the studio. They're harmonizing. <laughs> True story. I came upon this case, and at the time, we were talking about doing something else. I don't remember what it was, because I don't even know my name. True story. Mm. Sort of. No, just kidding. My name's Ryan. <laughs> uh, no, uh, the... This was something, there's some late kind of media posting going on right now about this, and I wanted to dive into it. We don't do a lot of cold cases. We also don't do a lot of hot cases, hot cases, suitcases. (laughs) I don't know what that male prostitution. There's a whole lot of hot cases. There really are. Anyway, (laughs) that goes out to all our male (laughs) prostitutes out there. We love you. Or with you. Let's talk for a second. Let's pull the Thunderbird to the side of the road. How, on a scale, how scared would you be walking along and all of a sudden, you see a dead body? A female body, by the way. Bluish and green in color. Been there for a while. How scared would you be, Joshua? Whoa. Is it Gamora? <laughs> no no okay <laughs> I don't know how that I would be scared so much as uh confused at first uh i I, I would put this probably at a f- a five or a six only because it was well, there' somebody still around, but the, if they if it's decomposing already, I'm assuming that it's been ditched there a while, so I don't yeah. think I'd be scared April
3: I'd say probably an eight yeah. um. Dead bodies are creepy, and mm-hmm. yeah, I because I feel like if I were to stumble upon a dead body, I would have to call the police, and then you're like, now you're involved, right? Yeah, now, okay. now you know too much.
2: Classically, that you become literally, you're going to be in an investigator's room yeah, for like right. the next seven exactly. hours.
4: Larry, I'm gonna go with oh, go seven. Yeah, I'm mostly disgusted.
2: Right. I'm going to say eight. Um, I'm with April as far as the, because I know from doing my own research, from from looking into different cold cases and also just being a fan of uh, serial killers in general, like, and researching them myself, just not really researching, but just like, kind of <laughs> like, what do you call <laughs> that? I don't even know what to call that. Like, that, that interest that, that, propels you to watch YouTube documentaries till 3 a.m. Yeah. and be like, well, I'm not really learning anything other than the fact that the human race is dark as fuck. I think they call that alcoholism. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I was drunk the whole time. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you, if, if you come across a dead body, mm-hmm. and especially in this day and age, you're kind of also the prime suspect because you also have to talk about everything and figure all that shit out with the cops. They're going to want to know why and how and when and what. Why were you walking? <laughs> well, I understand your your reasoning of why that would be weird. But, I mean, to any sort of investigator, every single thing upon you finding that body becomes, like, the most interesting thing mm-hmm. in their lives. Well,
3: and I feel like you have to make sure... I, I would be worried about, like, if I changed my story even in the slightest. Well, then you could maybe be implicated, like exactly. you found the body. But did you, you know, yeah. I don't know.
2: But, but the true story of it is, is that if they can identify the body, then like, I think it's a, the percentage is like 93% that it's somebody she knows mm-hmm. or he knows. And if you didn't know the person, then you're kind of, you're kind of out in the clear. Right. You know? So, and in this case actually someone did find the body and it was a true crime writer as she grew and got older and wrote a book about that and she didn't report it it was actually someone else. So like two different people were like, "Oh boy, there's a blue person with their face in the sand <laughs> in the tall grass just sitting over there by a dune." Like the first person was like, "I'm too scared to report it." Mm. And ran away. Because, I mean, even in 1974, they knew what they were in for. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, that's kind of your skill. But, in order for us to go back in time and to remember this Lady of the Dunes, when maybe she was a free-spirited hippie, or post-hippie, because 70s is when disco. it kind of crashed. Disco. Maybe she was a disco duck. So, we need Larry's time capsule.
4: Now it's time for us to open up the time capsule. Ah, yes. The slamming sounds of 74. (laughs) Oh. Good times. And as usual, we start with music. Yeah, we do. February 18th, Kiss releases their self-titled debut album. Oh yeah. And yeah, we're still doing that. March 1st, Rush releases their first self-titled album. Oh, <laughs> I think it's I think, I think they're going to be around for a while. I've never seen Josh come twice.
1: July have. <laughs>
2: for the record both records on the mouth both records are incredible
4: really I didn't know (laughs) well you learned something new Larry July 29th oh my god Cat Stevens having performed at two sold out concerts at the London Palladium Mama Cass Elliot dies in her sleep after suffering a heart attack she was 30 good she she was she was uh, She's a bigger She's lady. big, right? Yeah. Uh, that's sad, though. And I'm sure the lifestyle of a rock star, no sleep, mm-hmm. all that just com- compounds. Mm-hmm. October 5th, ACDC performs the first official show with Bon Scott as their new lead singer. October 18th, Al Green is attacked while bathing by a girlfriend of several weeks. Mrs. Mary Woodson, a 29-year-old mother of three... Oh. She scalds his body with a pan of boiling grits. Oh God! And then commits suicide a few min- minutes later, reportedly because uh, he rejected her marriage proposal.
3: A simple no of ice after a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably reject that too.
4: December twelfth, Mick Taylor leaves the Rolling Stones. December thirty wow. first, Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks join Fleetwood Mac.
2: Oh <clears throat> damn! Oh synergy.
4: Didn't you just do a Fleetwood Mac
2: episode? Yeah, we just did the History of Rumors. Bringing it all together, baby. That's right. right. Off
4: script. Off tempo. Off. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Off script no longer exists. The the original Alice Cooper group breaks up. The band's leader, Vincent Fernier, changes his name to Alice Cooper. And the rest is history with him. How about some births if you want to feel old? Yeah, time to feel old, guys. January 12th, Melanie (laughs) Chisholm. I mean, Chisholm of Spice Girls. February 11th Spice up your life D'Angelo February 13th Robbie Williams Mm, April 17th April 17th Victoria Beckham of the Spice Girl Oh, God May 23rd Jewel Yes, that was my birthday Sir I was going to sing the same thing (laughs) May 30th CeeLo Green Oh. June 1st Alanis Morissette July 11th Lil' Kim Not so Lil' Anymore Old Kim. <laughs> August 14th, animatronic of the, Cis- the Scissor Sisters. I'm a fan of theirs. I don't know if you guys know who they are, but November 2nd, Nelly. Oh, really? And December 10th, Meg White of The White Stripes. Oh. or Formally of The White Stripes. Movie Review. Okay. I got the top 20 grossing, things. So in order of most to least, just to give you an idea how these films panned out, the Towering Inferno. Mm. Earthquake. The Trial of Billy Jack. Mm-mm. Oh, wait. No, that's a karate movie. It's good. Young Frankenstein.
2: Yes. Oh, Mel Brooks. Love him. Got- also, R.I.P. Uh, super or- old. I know. I <laughs> Josh caught me. I did this. <laughs> I was like, what? I-, I posted something about Gene Wilder <laughs> being dead, and it was like an <laughs> article that I just saw. Like I randomly saw it on Twitter,
4: and I was just like... <laughs> Boo, boo. You didn't catch it the first time around, like four years ago. <laughs> yeah, J-
2: but it was cute because Josh was like, "Buddy, he's been gone
4: for a little while," and I was just like, oh, "He'll boo. still respect the flowers." <laughs> yeah, The Godfather Part Two, yeah. Gr- perfect movie. Airport nineteen seventy five, hmm. big year for Charleston Heston. The Longest Yard. Oh, the R.I.P. Burt Reynolds. He can oh. rot in hell. That wife beater. <laughs>
3: The only good Burt Reynolds is Norm McDonald's. Yes. Saturday Night Live.
4: (laughs) Uh, The Life and Times of Grizzly Adams. Murder on the Orient Express. Another one that's just remade. They just remade. Yeah, I was Mm going to say. Kirby Rides Again. Finally, one I've seen. Benji. (laughs) That dog's dead. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance oh, God Kid. Damn it! That dog died during filming of that movie. <laughs> yeah, they went through seven of them. Blazing Saddles. Oh, oh. big yeah. year for Mel Brooks. That movie, if you take into account rentals, is the highest grossing that year. But it no. didn't do so well. Well, I mean, in top twenty, I guess it did do all well, right. Word of mouth. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, oh yep. Yes. As a horror movie fan. I have to
2: point really? out the fact that that is a movie that really cut I mean cut through you it, well it did but Chain it also right through uh, him. It, it, it had so much of an effect on like horror movie fans it's, it's uh, that guy that uh, played him in that movie died recently but yeah. it was Gunter I think his name was Gunther, Gunther or Gunter he was one by all accounts according to like horror fans and at, at different expos and stuff one of the nicest guys on the planet The Great Gatsby Oh, yes. I was with Robert Redford, I yep. think. Yep. Yep. Freebie and the Bean.
4: Mm. Don't flick it. Chariots of the Gods. Nope. The, dun, 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 dun. the Born Losers, which should be the title of our movie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Chinatown. Oh, great movie. And that's entertainment. With Fred Astaire and Gene Kelly. It sounds like something my grandma would watch. If she were alive. In yep. 1974, is that uh, there's them sitting in wheelchairs, like <laughs> playing
2: that game that yeah, you they get play, at like they Cracker put, Barrel where they like they, jump the <laughs> gotta get it down to one. You're an ignoramus. Gene <laughs> Kelly. They tape taps
4: to their wheelchairs so they can <laughs> <laughs> wheel tap. Tip, tip 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 We put cards in our wheelchairs. Birth. Oh boy. January twenty fourth, Ed Helms. Okay, hmm. January thirtieth, Christian Bale. She's I didn't right. know he was that old. Yeah, he is. He's a- April, not old. April twenty eighth, younger than Mariah Carey. Penelope yeah. Cruz, or as my mom calls her, Penelope Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to get my mom to play a game for us where she pronounces celebrity names because that's how she does it. Mm-hmm. Like it's not Sean Penn, it's Scene Penn. <laughs> she won't play the game. Can't get her to do it. Aww. July thirtieth, Hillary Swank. August twentieth, eighty Amy Adams. Ooh. Ooh. Smoking. September tenth, Ryan Philippi. October twenty-eighth, Joaquin Phoenix. Oh he's awesome. I did not he know he awesome was Puerto guy. Rican.
2: <laughs> have you seen, by the way, they said jo- Joaquin Phoenix, have you seen the pictures of him as of recently as he's been filming the Joker movie? No. It's insane. Like, I feel like he's going to be great. Oh, it's in, it's incredible. Like, he's lost... His face is, like, super gaunt, and, like, his... It just looks...
4: He mm. looks like the Joker. Sweet. November 11th, <clears throat> Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh. oh! November 16th.
3: Can, can I just do like, a <laughs> quick aside? Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, I just want to put out there that in... What was it? nineteen ninety. Eight, mm-hmm. I was the co-president of the Leonardo DiCaprio Lovers Club at really? Park Elementary in Hudsonville, Michigan. Oh I led that club. There were four people. She, but I was the president. I do.
4: <laughs> now, <laughs> Number sixteenth, yep. Chloe Sevigny. Oh, she she
2: very famously gives a blowjob. Oh, to you know, Vincent. Ga- I think it's Vincent it's in Gallo, Gallo in the movie The Brown Bunny. Yep. I heard about it, and I was like. Are you I serious? And then I watched it, and then I was like, zip. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, that why did come. I? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> why, why did I do
4: that? Ready to ejaculate. I couldn't <laughs> watch this. November 17th, Leslie Bibb. Do not know. And I'm only bringing this one up November 21st. This is an Estonian actor, and I will show you his name is Titsuk. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing!
2: Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's tit suck. Okay. Well, I well, know what
3: Ryan's changing his name to.
2: Yep. I do like to do that. <laughs> Red Dead 2018.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> boobs Pussy? Boobs. Pussy. boobs Pussy.
4: I'm down. And of course. Titties. Television, March eighteenth, Lucille Ball ends her twenty-three year consecutive television reign when here's Lucy is canceled. Twenty-three years she was on television straight. That's amazing. Here's
3: Lucy was not great.
4: No, okay. She
3: had sort of that was past her prime. Yeah, I hate saying that because I love her so much, but yeah, everybody has a prime. Yeah.
2: How long after that did she die?
3: Oh, maybe about. Ten it, years. It was in the eighties. I 80s, thought I she died away. In the 90s. Yeah. Was it the eighties? It was okay. either late eighties or early nineties.
4: Yeah. Okay. Uh let's see here. Um. Oh, October six, Monty Python's Flying Circus aired its first time in the United States mm-hmm. on a on a TV in Dallas, Texas. Huh. Hmm. It was, a,
2: it was Odd demographic. It was
4: hey, right. hey, genius. I
2: don't, them. Want, I don't understand what these British guys find funny. They got see, big feet, you and a, they like
4: fish. Texas isn't just that. I know. Like Texas is like they've got you they got the the cowboys and you got your your barbecue guys and you got your Austin. You know Austin's at the hip. You know the very hip. Crowd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never
2: been there. It's a, it's a nice smorgasbord of I've, people.
4: It, it's it's. I wanna. I would love to live there.
3: Oh wow! It'd be
4: awesome. Right, I my- can see
3: you with a ten gallon hat and some. Cowboy boots. Oh, that's
4: all I would do too. I
2: would just walk right behind Larry. Old belt buckle. I'd be his Robin. He'd be Batman. All that barbecue. (laughs) Oh yeah, that
4: would be great.
3: Give me some barbecue, Larry. Larry would look like Jim Ross. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) Big ten gallon hat. God damn that barbecue had a (laughs) family.
4: I would eat your barbecue sauce. Isolate that time for debuts. Uh, January fifteenth. Happy days. Made its debut. Wow. Yeah. Uh Good Times. Okay. Nova, which is still on. Great show. Mm -hmm. Uh Land of the Lost. Oh, the original one? That was good. Little House on the Prairie. I thought that was older. Michael Landon. Chico and Chico and the Man. (laughs) They had um oh what's his name? Harry Prince. Oh really? Yeah, then he killed himself. Because he was, was a suck no, well, he he was a stand-up comedian who like had only done stand-up for a few months. Gets on the Johnny Carson show, I believe, and then gets a show immediately. And I think the fame just kind of wow, <laughs> just railroaded because he was only like twenty-three or so. Oh wow, that's ex- yeah, it's too uh, much. And the Rockford Files
2: been there before. Mm. It's about ten minutes north of us, isn't it?
4: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, local humor, duh. some newsies. <laughs> Patricia Hurst, 19-year-old daughter of publisher Randolph Hurst, is kidnapped by the Symbionese Liberation Army. I wonder if there's some uh, conspiracy there.
1: Oh, I would love to cover mm, first. Think, yeah. Citizen
2: Kane. That's the uh, influence for that. The uh, newspaper... Ma-
4: or, yeah, newspaper magnet. Mm-hmm. Uh, House magnate. Judiciary Committee adopts three articles of impeachment, charging President Nixon with obstruction of justice... Failure to uphold laws and refusal to produce material subpoenaed, subpoenaed by the committee. <laughs> and then Richard M. Nixon announces he will resign the next day. The first president to do so, Vice President Gerald R. Ford of Grand Rapids, Michigan, is sworn in as Hoorah. 38th president and then grants a full, free and absolute pardon to ex-president Nixon. Mm. I think he kind of had to to kind of uh, navigate those waters. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yes, sports fans. Super Bowl, V.I.I. I Miami Dolphins won 24-7 over the Minnesota Vikings. And then baseball. Some big things happened that year. Uh, Former Yankees teammate Mickey Mantle and Whitey Ford are inducted into the Hall of Fame. Frank Robinson becomes the first African-American major league baseball manager. And on April 8th, Hank Aaron hits home run number, number 715. Wow. Breaking Babe Ruth's career home run record. And on June 4th, the Cleveland Indians hosted Cent Beer Night. And if you want to how horribly wrong that went, check out the EFIS. <laughs> I remember Marty talking about that episode. Do you happen to... No I don't way. know the number. I should have written it down, but it just—you'll find it. it. Said beer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, it's a shit show. It is. Fans I spill out onto the, the. Fans spill out onto the field with chains and <gasps> get into fight with the players who have bats. Oh,
3: oh God!
4: God. <laughs> if <laughs> Ryan had a time machine, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, they because they didn't have a limit on how many beers. Oh God! <laughs> so people are buying like four, eight beers at a time, however many they can hold. Oh Jesus! And, walk up with a dollar and come back with like a. <laughs> Basically, 10 like, beers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and in the World Series, the Oakland Athletics win four games to one over the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Boston Celtics win four games to th- three over the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA. And on October 30th, Muhammad Ali regains the world heavyweight title by knocking out George Foreman in the eighth round in the most infamous ba- uh, boxing match, the Rumble in the Jungle. And that? Yeah, has- that's your time capsule, folks. All
1: right, well, well you don't have to answer. Listen,
4: I don't mind mm. when
1: you say
4: nah, that's what I'm talking about. Hey,
2: <laughs> when there's a rumble in the jungle in our bedroom, oh you can find this type of music playing. You can't. I uh, was spraying <laughs> her in the mouth. I play Isaac Hayes, actually. Pop nuts in my mouth.
3: <laughs> Didn't we have sex one time to the to chef from South Park? Yeah, Isaac Hayes. Well, yeah, I know, but it was like music from South Park.
4: Yeah. I well, was a decent really catcher. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, and <Ryan>, save this. <laughs> There's a lot of people that are into this show and they want to know what is going on this week. So we're going to talk about what? this case. All right, so the Lady of the Dunes, also known as Lady in the Dunes, mm. actually <laughs> so partially in the dune, a little bit. Okay, so her stumps. That's the nickname for an unidentified woman discovered on July 26, 1974 in the Race Point Dunes of Provincetown, Massachusetts. Her body was exhumed in 1980, 2000, and 2013. Dang. It's like, come on, guys.
4: Well, guess we got to dig her up again.
2: Yeah, like somebody was like, did we check her thigh? <laughs> Why don't they just put her in a Ziploc bag and I, her. I know like at this point I would think Tupperware it would- burp it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, why are we not using Tupperwares as a coffins? Mm-hmm. Um, bodies are kind of gross when they die, by the way. Yeah, well, there's look, check yeah, get- the back of my fridge. You might, it looks like there's some dead bodies in those old <laughs> Tupperwares. But if they're going to keep exhuming her, keep her fresher longer. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um. This bro- podcast brought to you by Ziploc. <laughs> Yep,
2: that's true. So, anyways, (laughs) this poor girl, her body, like I said, was exhumed (laughs) all those times. In efforts to identify her, her murderer to date, these efforts have been unsuccessful. Mm. Now, this is all according to the wiki, but the case was featured on the television series Haunting Evidence in 2006. Now, I don't want to get into it too much because I know Josh is going to cover different stuff in the pop culture, but there's a lot of different roads this one goes on. And I actually think this case is pretty... I actually would rate this a good solid 8 or 9 on on the creepy scale. Mm -hmm. If you really pay attention to the details, because we're talking a time before DNA. Before Reddit users, online sleuths. Sounds like a perfect time. (laughs) It does. Before smartphones. I mean, before everybody was checking their tweets, checking their... You know, they're past twats, they're past twats before people making <laughs> bullshit controversy out of nothing. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. So the body was discovered by a teenage girl who was walking along with her doggy on July 26, 1974. The remains were just yards away from a road and had a significant <coughs> amount of insect. I don't think the dog, bo- actually, no, it was a bloodhound. Oh, really? So it smelled the use after blood. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean it was crazy. Pens. The I don't know if you're going to smell. See this is the thing. She's almost like turned into I mean, she's got a weird colorization so she's decomposed quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even think they could figure out how much she had at that point decomposed. So Looks like a piece
4: of beef jerky.
2: The remains were just yards away from Blood our road. Nuts. They had uh they were sh- her remains were I'm sorry, I want to say this again. They were just yards away from a road and had a significant amount of insect activity, which is gross. I mean, I'm sure it's just like bites and like, it's like stepping on the back porch of the shoot Kitchen Studio. Don't do it. You got to go in the front. Bring a beer bottle. That's where we put our butts. (laughs) Behind the scenes. So there were two sets of footprints led to the body and tire tracks were found 50 yards from the scene. The woman may have died two weeks before her body was found. So we're talking a two-week-old dead body. Mm. Sitting on a beach, laying on her belly on the beach. Her face like, was in the sand. Yikes. Like yeah. the sun beating down on a dead body. It wasn't... It, now, the where the body was, there was a lot of tall grass. I don't know if that would apply... Uh, give it a lot of shade.
3: Well, but you, you said this happened, what, June... July
2: 1974, yeah,
3: yeah. So it would have been quite well. The body
2: was found July 26, 1974. So if it's two weeks old, it's July, right? Provincetown, Massachusetts,
3: Massachusetts, Massachusetts
4: toll wars era. It was quite hot (laughs) (laughs) outside. Thank you, Mr. Kennedy. I took my girlfriend for a swim. You were very dead by then. She couldn't, she couldn't swim well without her hand. I'm Ted Kennedy. (laughs)
2: <laughs> let, me, let me get into the gruesome details here, guys. The victim was face down on half of a beach blanket. There was no sign of a struggle, hmm. and this is where it gets, because there's no disruption in the sand. Like, it's literally, but this is where I kind of can figure it out a little bit in my head, but I don't want to get in my verdict, but basically, like, if it's a dead body, somebody walks and just goes and then, like, throws a beach blanket down and her clothes under her head. <laughs> and then just, like, walks back in the steps they took mm-hmm. to get to, to laying that body. Mm-hmm. I kind of get it. So, anyway, there was no sign of a struggle. Police theorized she either knew her killer or had been asleep when she died. There mm. was a blue bandana. Uh, wasn't me. <laughs> no, I'm wasn't. missing it, but. <laughs> no, no, you were like negative, not. Uh, yeah, six was or two. Two. Yeah police theorized she either knew her killer had been asleep when she died there was a blue bandana and a pair of wrangler jeans (laughs) (laughs) under her head but it looked like a pillow the way it was set like folded kind of like a Mm -hmm. pillow so she had long auburn or red hair pulled back into a ponytail with a gold flecked elastic band her toenails were painted pink oh Which makes you think that she's a little bit younger in her 20s. -hmm. Because I think they theorize theorize between like 20 to like 35. And I'm thinking like 25, 26. Somewhere Mm -hmm. in there. Like, I'm painting my toenails. I'm gonna meet a boy. Anyway, so police determined the woman was approximately five feet six inches tall. Initially believed to have been five eight, weighed one hundred and forty-five pounds, and had an athletic build. She also had dental work, including crowns worth five thousand to ten thousand. Dennis call it the New York style of dental work. Which I mean, theoretically, she's not too far from New York. Being no. uh, in Massachusetts, you can. I lived in Maine for a while, and I know that getting to Boston's about if you're on the lower end, you can get there in about two and a half. You hit it hard on the highway and Mm -hmm. you start fucking screaming at all the mass holes. (laughs) That's what we call those Massachusetts (laughs) people. Anyway. Now she could have, um, most sources say she was between 25 and 40 years old, actually. So Mm -hmm. maybe a little older. I, I don't know if maybe the damage from the insects and the, decomposition maybe made it a little harder to kind of process that she could have been as young as 20 or as old as 49. I don't think she was 49. The woman was nearly decapitated, possibly from strangulation. So somebody was like, was me <laughs> juice. Get out of here. Nice. At least it didn't pop off. So one side of her head had been crushed with possibly a military entrenching type of tool. The skull injury was officially what killed her. (laughs) (laughs) But also signs of sexual assault, like likely postmortem. Some investigators feel the missing teeth, hand and forearm indicate the killer wanted to hide either the victim's identity or their own. Now. This will tie into a suspect later, but yeah, like you remove somebody's hands, which is what happened is it looked like her arms were pushed into the sand. But when you got closer, you realized when you pulled the stump up, there was no hand on either side. Yikes. So she had no hands mm-hmm. and she was missing like probably like this first front part of her teeth.
1: Mm-hmm. Just ding, 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 ding.
2: yeah. Now. The woman was buried in October of 1974 after the case went cold. Currently, one of the case investigators is raising funds for a new casket because the original one has deteriorated because they keep fucking bear unearthing this shit.
3: (laughs) You gotta know every time that the like the FBI comes waddling into the cemetery, like
2: like a like a couple
1: Uh, of penguins.
3: (laughs) You have, like the cemetery guy is like, oh, fuck. Not this again. <laughs> just The grass just started growing back. I know.
2: <laughs> you know, let me get the shovel. Jesus. I, I keep reburying it, putting grass seed down. It looks like the fucking grass has third degree burns every single time I have to like <laughs> do this shit. This poor girl. We still don't know her name. You know, it sucks. But yeah, they they did this so many times with this poor girl and. You know, it was a big case at the time. Like, they really wanted to solve this. And,
4: you know, it was a white girl. So I understand that. And, oh, what's her face was all over that case? Nancy Grace? Yeah. A white
2: woman goes out and she's vacationing. And then some
4: man <laughs> comes along, probably put a baby in her. Time to sound the white girl missing alarm. Which I would do if I could find it. But I can't. Nancy Grace's
2: two Pumpkin favorite words to say. Latte. Two f- Ugs, Uggs,
3: Uggs, Uggs. I thought you were gonna do the Maria target. Maria Menounos laugh is the white girl mixing <laughs> line. <laughs>
1: um, oh, you do that
2: well. Nancy Grace's two favorite words. Baby <laughs> and
3: Florida.
2: Just gonna say that. <laughs> Nancy Why great. is there a fleet of women standing outside my slider? That's yeah. what
3: happens when you sound the white girl alarm. Mm-hmm. Sail at no, target. No, no,
1: no, no. no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that wasn't me, guys. I
1: promise.
2: <laughs> so the investigation. Police poured through thousands of missing person cases and a list of approved vehicles driven through the area. No matches were found at the scene. The sand and beach blanket were not disturbed. No other evidence was found beside the jeans, bandana, blanket, and ponytail holder. Despite extensive searches of the surrounding dunes. The first facial reconstructions of the woman were created with clay in 1979. Her remains were exhumed in 1980 for examination. No clues were uncovered, although the skull was not buried at the time. The actual police chief had the skull put in his office. (laughs) It's a paperweight. And he said, I will not retire until we figure out this girl's name. And of course, he He probably retired (laughs) because they never figured out this fucking girl's name. (laughs) He was forced to retire because the smell was coming out of his office and people hated it. Probably. Mm-hmm. Or he was like talking with the skull. He's like, <laughs> this crazy.
5: My name is Susan. <laughs> uh, and then
2: he's like, What do you guys think? Do you think, it, do you think that's the way the skull would say it? It was a, Oh, my name is crazy. Laura. Drove himself crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just sitting there looking at the skull. And then eventually he started popping the beer bottles off the fucking teeth. Just saying, <laughs> teeth are strong. I've seen a lot of guys. When I was in the service, that was like a thing. Like, guys would like try to rip the bottle cap yeah, off their tooth. that's a good idea. Yeah, great, great <laughs> idea. If you want like a bent backwards tooth, goofy bastards. <laughs> so, anyway, I do feel really bad for this girl. And I think there's a reason why so many people go after figuring, trying to figure out the. Who this was. I mean, nobody wants to die and literally just be. She has a stone in Provincetown and it just says unidentified female. Mm. Can you imagine being that? Like, Aww. when you die, it'll say Joshua S- Springhill Josh Shoop, great dad, amazing lover, 12 <laughs> inch dick. Yep. On your tombstone. How did you know? I, well, family.
3: I'm just saying,
2: when Larry dies, it'll say funniest man alive, Great Lawrence Shoop, greatest head of Lawrence hair.
3: Lawrence Shoop. Oh shit Larry's sure. surprise. <laughs> we were gonna adopt you. Know. Aww. Uh, I, no, I, you. I married him.
4: <laughs> Mom and Dad.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say your last name, I guess. <laughs> Larry, it'll say Lawrence and Cap Caps Lock. And it's, then uh,
4: Cap Sands. <laughs> Comic Sans, comic
2: sans. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't Larry's, Larry's tombstone's gonna say Lawrence and Comic Sans And then underneath funniest man alive <laughs> <laughs> yep. with slide, with a slide whistle Every time you step over your grave <laughs> Every time you step over Larry's grave There's a slide whistle <laughs> There'll be a woodpecker and a sound. And it'll be a little tiny iPad with legs. <laughs> <laughs> you walk by it, and it'll just all of a sudden you hear. <laughs> 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 like, Larry. God, Larry, you've been dead for 10 years. Knock it off. There are children at the cemetery. You hear a little chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> That is like oh. that would be my favorite thing ever. Yep. Okay, so Dead Larry? No, not dead Larry. Don't ever die. Everybody stay alive forever. Let's just eat a whole bunch of oranges. We'll be good. <laughs> so let's talk about a couple of suspects then we'll take a break. So in 1981, there were investigators who learned a woman who resembled the victim was seen with mobster Whitey Bulger. Now hmm. if there's anybody out there who's like He's not pronouncing it right. Fuck yourself because you've been listening to at this point. We're at 119 episodes. Listen. Fuck off. L G E R, Bulger. Around the time the woman presumably died, Bulger was known for removing his victim's teeth, which he she lost teeth. A link to Bulger has not been proven, though. Now, Tony Costa's serial kill in the area was an initial suspect, but later eliminated. Costa died on May 12th, 1974. The victim was found in July of 1974. So, technically, I guess that kind of eliminates him. So, unless, though, and this is going into the idea that maybe she was dead a little bit longer,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: which it could be possible. Now, before we take a break, this last size suspect, now this is, this is going to go to our verdict, so you got to kind of pay attention to this one. Hayden Clark's confession. Now, serial killer Hayden Clark confessed to the murder, stating, quote, I could have told the police what her name was, but after they beat the shit out of me, I wasn't going to tell them shit. This murder is still unsolved, and what the police are looking for is in my grandfather's garden, unquote. Now, a lot of people say that this might be the guy. Authorities say Clark suffered from paranoid schizophrenia. Now, that kind of dilutes it a little bit for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Because, I i mean, I don't know if anybody else around has anybody that they know that's schizophrenic. But when my uncle is, and I know we dealt with with stuff with him. He's actually, I think he's a little younger than my dad's. So He's like 55, 54. And whenever I see him, he still only talks about like, uh, those, like that you buy those like military planes that you put glue together and models, like, mm-hmm. models. All he does is talk about models or he wants a Coke. So I, I don't see the problem. Mm-hmm. No, I don't either. But, uh, he used it's to do in, models as a kid. It's, it's in the voice of like an, uh, like a 14 year old, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and a 50-year-old's body. So, anyway. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Did your balls just drop Marty?
4: Uh,
2: oh, his name's Marty, by the way. Okay. Well, that
4: makes more sense.
2: Uh, so, some people would say that because of his schizophrenia, this may lead someone to confess falsely to crimes. But, I just, you know, when it comes to schizophrenia or mental Ill- illness, I don't think people would just confess to something unless they were... I guess mature enough to know, like, kind of where they're going about with that.
3: Now, you had said he was a serial killer.
2: Yes, correct. And
3: were those like confirmed? Yes, that he did. So he has killed before. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. It isn't.
2: And that's a great point to make. So in 2004, Clark sent a letter to a friend stating that he had killed a woman on Cape Cod, Massachusetts. He also sent two drawings: one of a handless, naked woman sprawled on her stomach, like our victim. Wow. And another of a map pointed where the body was found in April 2000. Clark led police to a spot where he claimed he had buried two victims 20 years before. He also stated that he had murdered several others in various states between the 1970s and 1990s,
1: mm.
2: which is crazy. So mm. it's, there's still some false doesn't. leads to that. I was going to say even if they have the killer it doesn't necessarily mean we know who she was though. Mm. If he's a serial killer
4: and just saw some girl he yeah, wouldn't know her identity. Right. Mm. Well, unless he has her like he said he has the information like her ID buried in Yeah. the garden or whatever. Well, there was some there was one lady
2: who thought it was a, her sister. Mm. Um and that's sad because it's like a missing persons thing. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: There's one that thinks there's one person who saw a man and a woman fighting in a dune. And I think it was just
1: 1974. And
2: she's like, shit. <laughs> Mortal combat. <laughs> Babe Elodie. So yeah, there's, there's uh, some more aspects of that. I'll bring up in the second segment, but there's one prescient thing that I have to bring up before we take a break. Mm-mm. Because guess what guys The movie Jaws Might save and solve Us this damn case And it just came out This year mm. the, the Lady of the Dunes may actually Be one of the extras in the movie We're gonna take a break When we come back we'll talk about it
5: Does the blockbuster movie Jaws hold the key to a murder mystery four decades old? I was watching Jaws and And suddenly I sort of prickled all over and with goosebumps and, you know, stiffened in my seat. The 1974 case is known as the Lady of the Dunes. The Lady of the Dunes was discovered when a teenage girl was walking her dog in an area like this one. It was a pretty gruesome scene. The body was badly decomposed, found lying face down on a beach towel. She's never been identified, but a blue bandana and a pair of jeans found at the scene, folded up under her head, Could hold a key to the mystery. I had read about The Lady of the Dunes. Best selling horror story author Joe Hill, the son of legendary writer Stephen King, says he was watching his all time favorite movie, Jaws, when it suddenly hit him. There, in this scene involving dozens of extras exiting a ferry, a woman in a blue bandana and jeans. She bears a shocking resemblance to The Lady of the Dunes. Yes, Hill thinks the woman in that scene may have been murdered not long after the movie was filmed. This moment was probably filmed at some point in June. The body of the Lady of the Dunes was found at the end of July. The ferry scene was shot on Martha's Vineyard, about 100 miles from where the woman's body was found in Provincetown. The Lady of the Dunes now rests under this headstone with the inscription, Unidentified Female Body. I spoke to former Provincetown Police Chief Warren Tobias, who worked on the Lady of the Dunes case for more than 20 years. I think she resembles it. I'll give you that but the odds are so slim, one in a million. Joe Hill concedes his theory might just be his vivid imagination at work. On the other hand, Stranger Things have cracked colder cases. Maybe she's been right in front of us all along. The only thing that's gonna carry weight on this particular theory is if whoever that girl was in that shot raises her hand and says, hey, I'm still alive.
3: realized that Larry had lost his trunks in the water. Yep.
4: (laughs) Get out of the water! Mama, is that a dong?
2: (laughs) That's not a turd, that's a candy bar! So, now we have our crazy twist. It's such a twist. What a twist! What a twist! So, Joe Hill, Stephen King's son, huge fan of Jaws. 50-year crazy... Maybe it was 40 years. 50 years?
4: 70. Carry a remainder somehow.
2: It's 40. I'm thinking 40. Goes to a screening of the show. Notices this girl about 56 minutes in. And we will post this image on our Instagram. Please like it. Follow it. Love it. And sees this woman with a blue bandana on looks suspiciously like the lady of the dunes and it actually started a podcast i think it's called inside jaws i haven't downloaded it but you should all check it out and theorizes that this is the woman who was killed in provincetown massachusetts so there's an article at people.com they talk about this. They say the lady in the dunes was naked and decaying. Her head almost decapitated. Both wrists lopped off by the time she was discovered dead in July of 1974 in a cluster of trees near race point beach in Provincetown, town, Massachusetts. She was lying face down on a green towel. A blue bandana had been tucked beneath her head, which had been bashed in along with a pair of Wrangler blue jeans folded up like a pillow. Now I didn't mention this in the first part, but according to the investigators, the person would have had to have been laying down with her to hit her in the head the way they did, hmm. the way her body was found. At the end of each arm where the lady's hands should have been were piles of pine needles. Oh, she make sure she smells good. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> You're like the serial killer who cares about smells.
4: Somebody has to. The potpourri killer. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to smell like shit. Well,
2: I better put a car freshener right up her bunghole. (laughs) That would be the poopery killer. Yeah, right. Now, despite her gruesome state, whoever killed the lady had left her body in a serene scene just a few dozen feet from the sand roads where people usually come to explore the coast. The area was marked with blood, but authorities suspected the lady had been slain somewhere else days earlier, if not weeks. Quote, she was definitely posed there, unquote, recalls Warren Tobias, retired acting police chief in Provincetown. Quote, she was lying out on a beach towel as if she was sunbathing, unquote. In absence of of the lady's real identity, she was nicknamed for the place where she was found, as we said, the Lady of the Dunes. I don't know, when when I die, am I going to be called the man of the... Beers? The man of the beers. (laughs)
1: <laughs> All right. And
2: we found him. And we found him with beers. He was missing a foot. Maybe it was diabetes. <laughs> now, even with the advancement of DNA technology, technology, I'm I'm. By the wow. way, I'm Tyler Perry now,
3: the Techn- man of the beers.
2: technologer her name and her killer have never been confirmed. Quote, After 44 years, we still don't have the answer," unquote, said Tobias, who has been involved with the case as an investigator and more recently as a civilian for decades. The lady's death remains a mystery and a magnet for countless theories about who could be responsible. Some even speculate that the notorious South Boston mobster James Whitey Bulger, convicted in myriad other murders, has something to do with it. Now supposedly he was seen with a woman with the same description Mm. around the same time. Now the case is back in the spotlight. Thanks to Joe Hill, son of horror novelist, Stephen King Hill's hypothesis about the lady, which he first detailed in a August, 2015 blog post has recently gained national attention, partly because of the podcast inside jaws, which delves into the making of Steven Spielberg's, Nineteen seventy-five blockbuster. Have we all seen Jaws? Yes, many times. Yeah.
3: No.
2: Wait, we're gonna need a bigger boat. Okay, so the Illuma mommy hasn't seen Jaws, which means that we're gonna have to do a Jaws screening soon because yeah. this is a literal hundred percent perfect film. I, I'm honestly I think
3: it's on Netflix right now too, isn't it?
2: It is a fantastic movie, and that's. <laughs> That's without talking. I think we're going to need... I love Larry's. I think we're going to need a bigger boat. That's my, that's my favorite line in that whole movie, too. All right. So, Joe Hill's theory. Before she died, the lady in the dunes may have appeared as an extra in the film about a rogue shark eating his way through the waters around Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts. Now, specifically, Hill highlighted a moment about 54 minutes and two seconds into the film. During a crowd sequence set on the 4th of July, when he spotted an extra, a fit, athletic, young-looking woman with brunette hair wearing a blue bandana who bore a startling resemblance to a composite sketch of the lady herself. Again, I've I've cited our Instagram, but we'll post a picture of this rendering. He wondered Quote, what if the young murder victim no one has ever been able to identify has been seen by hundreds of millions of people in a beloved summer classic and they didn't even know they were looking at her? Unquote. What if he wrote in 2015, the ghost of the Lady of the Dunes haunts Jaws? In that same post, Hill also acknowledged multiple issues with his out there theories, such as the extra not wearing the same type of wranglers found with the lady. What's more, he noted, blue bandanas were worn by six other women in the following sequence in the movie. Still, production on Jaws has attracted a lot of local curiosity, and filming was relatively close to where the lady's body was eventually found about 100 miles north, and occurred not too long before. Drawing on his authorial roots... Hill wrote, I would not be surprised at all if a girl summering at the Cape decided to take a few days to explore the vineyard, especially with the added bait of celebrity to draw her in. Now, at the time, there were articles in the local newspaper that were saying they were casting extras for a big movie that they were filming, Steven Spielberg. I mean, at the time, he only had, I think it was Duel, was the car movie. This was the big blockbuster that mm-hmm. really set Steven Spielberg apart from the rest, like set him as one of the top grossing movies of that year. Now, later, according to Hill's blog post, he talked to an FBI agent he knew about the idea. The agent he wrote told him, quote, you know, it might be worth going forward with your theory. There might be something in it. Otter ideas have cracked colder cases. Unquote. hill said it was a hunch and bizarre one but even so quote my thing is writing ghost stories he told the washington post this week i can't tell if this is my imagination imagination just doing the thing that it always does or if there's actually something there now speaking with people the case lead investigator provincetown police detective meredith k lober Declined to go into detail about her work, but says anything that generates interest is always good. And I will attest to that because Michelle McNamara, when she died, she wrote a great book called I'll Be Gone in the Dark about the Golden State Killer. And I think it raised a lot of awareness. And literally a year and a half after that, they nailed the guy. They they found him on DNA evidence and they took him to trial. And in the future, there'll be more about this guy. But I think these things help. I really do because and and I'm not saying we're going to like crack this case by doing this mm-hmm. episode, but I think raising awareness to people to kind of look into this these online sleuths who are a big part of figuring out these cases nowadays, these people that are out there, they do the work, they google the right things, they look into the cases, and nowadays information is everything you, you're carrying. A smartphone in your pocket, it's got the ability to Google just about everything and anything you can. I mean, you Google my name and you find out there's a girl that had the same name as mine who died in like 2012 or 2011 in a car wreck. R.I.P. Now, the case has perplexed investigators for decades ever since the lady's body was found by a young girl walking her beagle. Oh, so I said bloodhound. It was a beagle. My Most bad. annoying dog, beagle, right? Snoopy. Her hands were severed in an effort to prevent her identification. Her hair, reddish brown, was worn in a ponytail and weighed between 140 and 150 pounds, standing between five foot six and five foot eight. Tobias, the retired police chief, says she was in her mid to late twenties. Notably, she had about ten thousand dollars worth of gold crowns in her mouth, and the demo work she had done was in the New York style, which I don't really understand that. What's New York style? Does it mean like super rich Manhattan people? Who knows? Instead of gold, it was just cheesecake. <laughs> they filled her teeth with cheesecake <laughs> oh. from juniors. She had a million cavities. Through the years, the 30s have exhumed the lady's body twice as DNA technology has progressed and reconstructs reconstructions have been done to try to capture what she looked like before she was slain. Ground penetrating radar has been used. Mob ties were probed. Motorcycle gangs were investigated. Psychics have even contacted purely out of desperation. And Tob- we need you, Miss Cleo. Tobias is a Maryland murderer even confessed about 20 years ago, but police didn't believe him. His story didn't add up. Tobias, who joined the Provincetown police the same summer the lady was found dead, later Took over the case in 89 and worked on it until retiring in 2009. He is still involved as a civilian, he says, and is actively working on promising angles, but he declines to elaborate. Asked about the possible scenarios that led to the lady's death, Tobias says he could talk for hours. He, he is appreciative of the interest Hill's theory brings to the case. He says, quote, I have thought a long time that it was that it." that is what is, it is going to take a lot of exposure for somebody to finally come forward with some sort of information. And that's, that's the thing. There's somebody who's like, I saw a clown kicking a dog down a dune. Lord. Somehow that adds up to this lady being dead. I don't know. I'm just saying hypotheticals abound. So he's skeptical, though, that this Jaws theory holds the mystery do I think it's her? I don't know. Is there a resemblance? Yeah, I think some. There were hundreds <laughs> of thousands of young women dressed that way. And it's true. I mean, that was the thing. The way she looks in that picture, she's she's she uh, looks like random seventies lady. Yeah. Yeah. So am I sure it's likely? Probably not. Just the mathematical odds are mm-hmm. all over. So studio records may not help according to what I read, and when I researched, the uh, casting director is dead, and his... I mean, if anything, it was a release form rather than, like, put your name on the dotted line, by the way. We're gonna do this. And, you know, they don't care that much about extras. Just, no spoiler alert. Like Slip them with 50, and they're yeah. on their way. Yeah, pretty much. So... Quote, so many things about it you would think we would be able to solve it and identify. And identify? <laughs> identify it. Denifer. He says, quote, I can tell you that the Provincetown Police Department is not giving up, which I appreciate. And anyone, anyone with information about the case is urged to contact Detective Meredith K. Labour Le- at. 508-487-1212 or mlabour at provincetown ma slash dot gov. So if there's anybody out there on the East Coast who knows anything about this, please contact those people. This is a cold case. It still hasn't been solved. And, you know, we're going to give our verdict. But hypothetically, it's uh, still up in the air. There's a lot of different avenues you can take with this one. And it's interesting to think that maybe she was in that movie. But did you guys know that in The Exorcist, there's a guy that plays a doctor or a nurse during one of the um, sleep tests that they do on the young girl Mm -hmm. that actually was a serial killer? Really? True story. Ooh. so creepier that's things have happened let me sleep in sleep test yeah oh yeah
3: but is that Ryan yeah
2: okay good that's a deep sleep folks
3: that's uh, like an alcohol induced beer oh, beer yeah. snooze very, very, for much. Sure. Very, very much up
2: at 5am going to sleep at 5am you just larried me
3: god that sounds like that's margley was he laying he must have been laying on his back that sounds I like don't, there's I don't. saliva that's
4: just rolling Look, around back there I was laying on my back staring at the ceiling when that was going on <laughs>
2: <laughs> I Just I imagine want- Larry with the voice recorder like getting right up Oh to- I didn't
4: I didn't have to sneak those guys were deep just Listen to that You think I was going to wake them up
2: Ugh. ladies and gentlemen boys and girls we're like just did- trying to hawk a loogie just- All right let's make fun of Ryan and Marty <laughs> Nobody, nobody recorded Larry when he was sleeping.
4: Oh, I snore loud. Do you
2: want to hear a roof being pulled off by a <laughs> fucking jolly green giant? Because I can play that for you. But I didn't have
4: audio technician no. stuff. All no, right. this is my snore.
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's getting louder!
2: I sound like a cat. It's like when Larry starts snoring, it's like the guy, the Malcolm, the doc, the Physicist guy, the frickin' (laughs) you know what I'm talking about? The guy, what's the what's the chaos scientist? Oh, Ian Malcolm. Yes, it's like Ian Malcolm when he looks down at the water cup, and I'm like, (laughs) it's getting closer. It's insane. Ooh, like snorting Coke. Even me and Marty talked about it the next day, and this motherfucker got a recording of us snoring. So,
3: well, now you need
2: to be prepared for next time. Yeah. No, boys' weekend's coming next spring. Yeah. Josh is coming too. We're going to make him come. All right. So, isolate like oh, that shit. That sounds geeky. God damn it. April will make him come. We will make him COME to the party. All right. So, when you want to know things about pop culture, You turn to your man Josh With his pop culture minute. It's time for the pop culture Minute with
3: Josh Sonic Sonic Boom boom. Someone's iPhone is ringing It's a damn skeleton jazz band (laughs) again? I know
2: Oh man That would be a nice update to the typical sound we hear. But, hey, Mm -hmm. it's okay. So, guys, I searched high. I searched low. And I was kind of surprised to see that this has never been referenced in anything.
3: Not even American Horror Story. American Horror Story. Yeah, I'm (laughs) shocked about that. Everything's referenced in American Horror Story.
2: I figured it would be like Family Guy or Simpsons or one of those, like, just something. But... There's nothing. So instead, I... I mean, I don't know. Maybe. I didn't see even see that, though. This
4: song still creeps me out, by the way. Oh, yeah. Aaron says the same thing.
2: <laughs> so instead, I, I have two things for you. Of course, uh, Ryan already brought up Jaws. Now, Jaws... We know it was a big film, of course, directed by Steven Spielberg uh, with a phenomenal uh, score by John Williams. And of course, it starred Roy Scheider and Richard Dreyfus. Love Richard Dreyfus in that movie. But I was surprised to see that the movie only cost $9
4: million to make. Did you know that the the guy. In 1974 money.
2: Yeah, and which then, is probably still pretty fucking cheap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And considering Probably it,
3: eight and a half million was spent on that damn animatronic shark,
2: and it yes. fucked up the whole time. Yeah, that's <laughs> why you don't see it that much. Yep. because they literally were like, God damn it, it's this in sharks. salt water, so right. But it, but even at the time, they were like, We, we were supposed to make like a creature feature, but then. By default, they had to make what you don't see, what you don't see make you more scared. Mm -hmm. And effectively probably helped the movie. It helped the movie. It made it a classic. Because yeah, if you see this really fake looking shark all the time, it's gonna lose its allure. But the movie ended up making in the box office four hundred and seventy million dollars. Doesn't surprise me. Classic movie. You can watch it over and over again. It's super horrific, though, by the way. Like, when that girl gets eaten in the first sequence... Yeah. Oh, y- yes. Like, her reaction is blood... It's, like, it's creepier than watching, like, a faces of death. Because she literally looks like she's dying. And it's way more up in her face. And, like... Just, like, how she's getting, like, pulled around. Yeah, like, you can't terrifying. even imagine what's happening to her legs. But it's just, like... And that, like, <laughs> choked moment of, like... <laughs> Like, when she comes oh. up and she just goes, yeah, she just lets out a big old beer burp. That's the shark burp. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking sharks. Oh. Bunch of alcoholics swimming in the salt water. <laughs> now, I, I, another thing I just wanted to bring up was uh, because this was a cold case, I uh, the now canceled show because it ran from 2003 to 2010, the show Cold Case, which again, I was kind of surprised to see that they never touched on this. Now, it was based in, uh, I believe it was, uh, Philadelphia, yep, Philadelphia Police Department, about a woman that specialized in cold cases. And uh, it ran for seven seasons cold. with 156 <laughs> episodes. Uh, But a lot of it was just made up stuff for the show. It's just a show about people who get colds.
4: (laughs) (laughs) April's the main character. I'm
2: peeling a lot of bark here. (coughs) I got a lot of boogies in my nose, Doc. (laughs) It's a real cold case. Sorry. (laughs) What? That's it. Okay. Thank you for your pop culture, sir. well ladies and gentlemen boys and girls we don't have any yahoo answers because fuck there's no yahoo to be Mm. what do you ask does anybody know who the lady of the dunes is and then you get an automated bot from like germany that's like i think colors are tasty by the way have you me my name i'm robot hey hello (laughs) it just doesn't work mbb Yeah, there's a little bit of that.
3: We played that for Garrett once, and he was like, oh, what is that? That's terrible. Sound of my childhood. That was
2: like the excitement. I was going to instant AOL instant message with a girl that I liked.
3: Mm -hmm. There's a girl that I like. LOL. That that was the sound of me logging into Neopets for the the (laughs) ninth hour. (laughs) (laughs) To check on my pets.
2: Anyway, now We've covered a lot today. Oh, God. Ooh. You've got mail. Oh, man. I got excited when I heard that. Mm-hmm. I also got excited when I logged into my MySpace and was like, you've got friend requests. Yeah, i like just
4: mail. Ooh, people like me.
2: I can finally have, have people in my top eight. <laughs> that's it. I'm changing my
4: MySpace oh, profile song. That just got so many people... In a tizzy if you mm-hmm. didn't make their top eight. Yep. Oh yeah.
3: And even in your top eight, like you, because you had to, there's no like randomizing. It you had to sort like to your best best yep. best friend was your number one, and then like sort them by who you like the most.
2: It's all good, guys.
3: And then it was like a crisis if uh-huh. you were you had someone as your number one, but they, they you, weren't were, you weren't theirs. Even in their top yeah. Eight?
4: yeah.
2: Let's just delete all our social networks. Fuck, we can't. We have a podcast network.
4: <laughs> yeah. That's
2: what sucks. It's like we can't, we can't even, like, yeah, we'll figure it out one day, maybe. Anyways, it is time for a verdict. In one corner. Poor podcasters, you trust with your life.
4: At this point, we're not going to steer you wrong. I mean,. If you can do better, go for it. But mm-hmm. we'll be there for you.
3: I feel like we can dish out some pretty solid advice. Um,
4: I think we can do the, the the trust fall. No, no, we couldn't even do a trust fall.
3: No, we. I think maybe, yeah.
4: Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: about a vote of confidence. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh dear lord. We've got an Uber driver and three mil prostitutes. We can make it happen. Yep. We'll find that G spot girl. So, in the I'm other really corner. Bad. What we have in front of us is a dead body, guys. I cool can't case. give it a hand job. Just like that. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> I'm going to go on record as saying as bad as blue as I may get on this show and even Larry sometimes you pop a line out <laughs> that most people may not recognize but Josh has got if you go back in the last 120 episodes <laughs> Josh is some of the darkest jokes I've ever Blow jobs. heard blowjobs my
3: favorite probably today is I forget what we were talking about but oh it was where what movie did you see your first nudity and he was like Schindler's List <laughs> <laughs>
4: That was the best. Definitely. That might be one of my favorite. What's your favorite tomorrow? part of Schindler's list? Titties. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, and I,
4: it's so bad. Did you say what I thought you said?
2: Titties. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So in the other corner, we got uh, Whitey Bulger. We got a mechanical, shark. mechanical Shark. Mechanical Shark.
4: And a Schizo. Uh, Steven Spielbergo. A schizo. Ah, yes. (laughs) Steven Spielberg's Spanish cousin. Spielbergo.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Stefan Spielbergo.
4: It's a Simpsons reference a little bit,
2: but we have to figure out what do we think happened to this girl, this lady of the dunes. And I'm going to go to you first. You know who I'm going to go to. Joshua. (sighs) Well, to me this is... I, I think most signs to me point to Whitey Bulger, the uh, mobster, considering, like, we get the fact that she was bashed in and all that, but the, the whole removal of the teeth is what gets me. Uh, he would, as a mobster, know how to cover the tracks of figuring out who it was so that way they can't uh, get rid of any kind of ties. He did also use a garrote, like on the necks. Yeah. And and that was his main squeeze. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, the big thing is the fact that why else would they remove teeth? That seems like a extra work to me. So yeah, removing the hands, removing and getting rid of teeth, which is just <laughs> happens to be his calling card. That's why I think it, it was him. The schizo uh, could have been a... He's already in prison, like, oh yeah, huh. Here's some more jail street cred. Right. I killed more people, ha ha. I got a
4: platinum. got <laughs> a platinum in murder. Right. So, God, so if
3: she doesn't have any hands and she doesn't have any teeth, she can't give a handy, but she can give a damn good blowy.
2: Yeah, there's no drag happening there. <laughs> <laughs> she got a platinum in that, but I respect the dead. <laughs> don't want to talk Ryan shit. She respects <laughs> the dead. <laughs> he never talks. to love the dead. Sucky, right. sucky. So yeah, that's, yeah, Whitey Bulger is my pick. <laughs> Okay. Oh April?
3: Um, I think, boy, I'm really torn on this one. Um, I've read a lot about Whitey Bulger, and I've read some of the things that he has done. Future episodes? I think, yeah, oh, certainly. And I think this is definitely in his wheelhouse, but I think for this case, um, I can't remember his name, but the schizo. I, I'm going to go with him. Okay. I think there's just too much evidence. He knows too many specific things facts and like we had like I had mentioned before um yes can you can you take the ramblings of a schizo super seriously
4: i mean eh? we let one host the show
3: exactly um but if he's confirmed oh, shut up bird <laughs> if he's confirmed <laughs> murdered before and is a serial killer i mean obviously he was good enough at what he did that people didn't he only he was able to kill multiple people. Um so yeah, getting rid of teeth so they couldn't check dental records, getting rid of hands so you couldn't check fingerprints. Um yeah, I think it was him.
2: Okay, so you got one for Bulger, one for Schizo. What do you got, Larry? I uh
4: I agree with April. It's it's I think it is the uh schizophrenic. Because he has a map. He had the drawing of the position of the body and I think if the police would have actually done some work, they probably could have found the ID and all that that he said he buried in a, what a guard his uncle's garden, or something.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, and I think I think I think the police fucked up there. Hmm. I thought I had this one figured out, but now
2: <laughs> I feel a bit of stage fright in front ah. of the podcast mic. That's a first. I think it was Whitey Bulger. And it's a future topic for this episode, but I'm going to side with Josh on this one. I think that it makes sense because if you lose the teeth, you lose the hands and the fact that he was sighted with this person and there was no disturbances around the body. I think his body was in a fridge for a while and then he dumped it. I think it just makes sense to me that it was kind of a mob hit and she was cute, athletic, probably... Mm -hmm smoking hot in her day and unfortunately she died the way she did and you know let me just say for the record rest in peace yeah i would love for this case to find the name Mm -hmm. but like jimmy Hoffa's body i just don't think you're gonna solve these mob hits i think they're out there and they're there's no way to solve and figure out all the names and tie all the ties because they're good at what they
4: do. They're good at what they do. I was most bummed because I thought you said cold cuts. Today. <laughs> so I was expecting some. some you wanted an Italian some sandwich. Some hard salami, maybe. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Roast beef. Cold cut trio. Favorite no. meats. Ooh, favorite meats. Are oh, we so-
3: talking about like deli meats, specifically yeah. cold cuts?
2: No, we're not talking about dick.
3: <sighs> I not say that, but Okay.
2: Well, my favorite meat's not dick, so I like salami. Hard sal—I like hard salami, like the really like,
3: like the Genoa. Meat.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah. so good, so fucking tasty, and it hits your lips. It depends on the day. I, I like ham. Want to suck on it. Isolate that. <laughs> I, Fuck it. I like ham, but sometimes it's too salty. So I'm gonna go. <laughs> 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 I isolate that yeah too.
4: Uh, <laughs> this is uh i'm gonna need to spend a lot of time this. Right.
2: <laughs> but i'm gonna go with predominantly uh ready I'm to a, ejaculate i'm a fan <laughs> of roast beef Oh, I love roast beef, too. It was good. That's the secondary. Going to Nam Town on roast beef is definitely something I enjoy. Hey, it's a good idea to ask a question like this during a verdict. Yeah,
1: for sure. <laughs>
3: yeah, right? i will make it short and sweet. I agree with... Oh, fuck me. I uh, will agree <laughs> with Ryan. Uh, salami. hard salami is the best. De- so we're talking...
4: Gosh, because we're, we're talking deli, deli meat. meat. Yeah. Mm. Pastrami. I love that answer, too. so good. Why is all meat so good? Because it's going to kill you. Mm. All the tasty stuff will kill you. Yep. That's true. Although fruit's really tasty, that won't kill you.
3: Yeah, unless you choke on it. That's been your verdict.
2: (laughs) 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 All right. Now that we've rounded that all out and you guys all know what you want to pick up at the grocer, we're going we're gonna to start to talk about getting quizzical.
1: Let's get quizzical,
2: quizzical.
1: I want to get quizzical. Let's get into quizzical.
4: All right, let's play our... My, my new... I think you guys like it too, The Truth or Myth. Oh,
3: yeah. I was, I think, more surprised than anything...
4: Yeah, we learned a lot. Take
3: mental notes of the ones that are true, because it's like endless source of future episodes.
4: Yeah, because I throw them all over the floor.
3: Hey, that's fine.
4: And I make them backwards. Okay. (laughs) um, Sound like Asher. So did we play to three, was it? Yeah. Okay, first person to three wins. Question number one. The children of identical twins are half siblings. Josh Josh Pulse <laughs> While legally considered first cousins, genetically they're half siblings. Hmm Question number two. Cornflakes were invented in a sanitarium. Sanitarium. Right. Ryan. Hey R- Ryan. True. That is correct, Ryan
2: one. It's an interesting story that we could almost do an episode on, but it's not really
4: fake. It's uh, the Kellogg brothers. Yep. Question number three. Horse eyes have rectangular pupils. Ryan. Ryan. True. It's incorrect. Goats, though, do have rectangular. Uh-huh.
3: Damn goats.
4: Pupils. I forget what question number. We'll just... Here. Ryan's one. Everybody else is zero. Two. The Pilgrims began their voyage to America on the Mayflower. Ryan. Ryan. True. The first group Mm. sailed from Holland to England on the Speedwell to meet the Mayflower. Both ships were going to travel to America. The problem on the Speedwell limited the voyage to only the Mayflower. Hmm... The liquor, well, here's what Ryan's gonna get this. The liquor Jaegermeister contains 2% deer's blood. Josh. Josh. True. That is incorrect. Between the animal on its logo and the color of the liquid, people have incorrectly theorized the, for years, death of alcoholized blood in its mixture. Oh, I learned something new. See, mm-hmm. Isn't
3: this game awesome? It is.
4: The first television remote control was named Lazy Bones. Ryan. Ryan. True. That is correct. It was invented in 1950 by Zenith. Hmm. Ryan, too. Yeah. (laughs) Charlie Chaplin once competed in a Charlie Chaplin lookalike contest. And lost. Ryan. True. That's true. I think we've actually covered that on this podcast. Yeah, I'm a huge Charlie Chaplin fan.
2: Actually, I'm a huge Robert Downey Jr. fan. And his Chaplin movie by Richard Attenborough is amazing.
4: I I got blown during that movie. Dude, that movie made me cry.
2: It's so good. Uh, I came. You came. I cried. It was a a a magical night for us. (laughs) It was just just the way that we operate.
4: (laughs) And that's been critical.
2: Okay. Sweet. I won. (laughs) All right. We do have five star. We do? Yes. We have a couple of five star shout
4: outs five 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 star review
2: i think i missed somebody in the cacophony of five star reviews that we got so i'm gonna shout this person out first because i may have missed her her name is barbara ann and she gave us a five star review and said you will laugh all day listening Thank you, Barbara Ann. Thank you. And if I miss you, I apologize to you, madam. That tends to happen when you have so many beers going on. Or beers.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: But this That's, is for you, lady. It's
3: just, it just happens when so many people leave so many five-star reviews that like, we it's have so, so many
4: to go it's through. It's so hard to keep track. Oh when God. you're this popular, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm popular. All right. So now... As great as Barbara is, I think this episode is dedicated to this young lady. She has been so active on our clothes group so I just want to shout her out. Janessa Scarborough. What up girl? She gave us the full <laughs> five star treatment. She says, this is truly my favorite podcast. Ryan, Larry, Josh, and April have a way of making you feel like you're sitting at the table with them. Just hang out like the best of friends. And that's that is correct true <laughs> we we love each other so if I'm ever feeling down I know I can go listen to this podcast and I will instantly be cheered up and start laughing until my sides hurt I love you guys keep up the amazing work and content we love you too Janessa yes seriously woohoo and thank you
3: thank you let's from- all send Janessa a virtual high five high five all right all right That looked super dumb (laughs) I'm really glad (laughs) Like the four of us were the only people that saw us All high five ourselves
2: I was like are we really doing this And
4: then everybody like like, (laughs) Self high five
2: Anyway that's (laughs) been your five star shout outs (laughs) We had a good time I think Yeah. We made it. We We did. did. (laughs) This was something I was a little sketchy on. Um, I think we did with this and then last week when we did what did we do last week? Monsters
4: of Chernobyl. Oh yeah, that's right. I love that episode. The spiders.
2: And the spiders from Mars. Mm -hmm. David Bowie. All right, so that was a lot of fun. I love doing that episode. I love doing this episode. We have so many more episodes to come. Josh, it's time to. That's plug. come. It's time. To, it's time to plug it up, boy. Tell us where you are when you're not here. <laughs> Pl- Pop nuts in my mouth. Plugging it up, obviously. No, off tempo. No more pod. kids in the butt. <laughs> no, no more kids. Damn it, <laughs> in the anus. Yeah, that's the way we're going. Uh, I was spraying <laughs> her in the mouth. That too. Yep. The cock. Off-tempo podcast (laughs) is our music history podcast on this network, and you can find that on Tuesday mornings. Uh, It's on Facebook and Podbean and uh, Spotify. April?
3: Uh, Of course, if you like Larry and Joshua and myself, and sometimes Ryan, actually, our newest episode, has a (laughs) special guest appearance with the man himself. Uh, Check out the Potty Slam podcast. We are out with brand new episodes every Friday. Uh, Stories uh, of professional wrestling from the locker room and beyond. beyond. She yeah. And of course, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Podomatic. Lawrence. Zanzizi Zimbibi. Yep.
4: Ephispodcast.net for your, all your baseball history needs. And Beer City Media on Twitter. I'm glad you mentioned that. Also... We have a journalist in our midst.
2: We mm-hmm. do. We do. Um, Mr. Man.
4: He's yeah, been, he- I went to school for journalism, and this fuckhead becomes a journalist before me. What the hell? <laughs> Congratulations, though, Josh. Because guess what? He's reviewing video games. Yeah,
2: I got a. I have a side gig that I'm now uh, reviewing video games for the website Squarexo.co.uk. Um, I've already done a couple reviews, and it's been a lot of fun. Something I've always thought about doing, but didn't know how to get into it. But now I am, and it's a blast. So uh, I think I'll be doing a review like once a week or every other week. So if you guys want to go check that out, and I will post them as I do them. So... Only the best Don't be jelly. Only the best friends bust your balls. That's what it's all
4: about. Now you gotta plant them in undercover journalism. I'm the Bob <laughs> Haywood or whatever the fuck his name is of video games. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm glad you guys stuck around because you're ready to hear your man, Ryan, tell you all about all the places you can check out at Conspiracy Therapy. Now, at Conspiracy T-Show is where we drop episodes on Mondays. Conspiracy Therapy Show at gmail.com is where you can send us episode suggestions or you can just tell us about I'm a squirter! How that <laughs> happened. I don't know how that happened, but just tell us about it. Penis, penis, also, penis. <laughs> like our Facebook group, join our closed group because that's where all the magic is happening Diddy. right now. A lot of titties, hey and hey guys, uh, we're gonna I'm gonna continue this train rolling by saying, hey, go to twitch.com/slash bobo may. Uh, I've been streaming games on there, likely soon. The games I'm Nerd. reviewing, I might do, but also Nerd. the big thing is, <laughs> fans of the show know that uh come Nerd. Halloween we do a drunk task and we get a little wild. And hey, we're talking about. Come Halloween time, we're gonna be doing some online gaming that you guys could join in on the Jackbox games. It's gonna be fun. We're gonna go on, on Twitch. So did we'll you say we're gonna, gonna
4: jack off on camera?
2: That too. It'll be a it'll be a PS4 quiplash session. Okay.
4: Yeah. We'll so be having to we're we're
2: try to do a big, 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 big like fan, like get in it, do some quiplash and just like have fun. God knows yeah. we can have like a hundred people playing at once. Yeah, mark calendars.
3: We don't know what day it's going to be, but It'll mark them.
2: We, we, no, I'll, we'll try to suss that out pretty soon so that we can start like touting it. Because I'm more concerned with that than I am even doing the. I don't want to say anything stupid, but I'm more uh, concerned. I'm, I'm pretty concerned with. that. I got a whole page of that. I know on the soundboard. <laughs> yeah, all you'll need is a cell phone to play with us, guys. True. Yep. Also, like us on Instagram. If you're a Spotify listener, thank you. Let us know if there's any issues with episodes, because we've, <laughs> we've noticed that occasionally there's sometimes there's something that comes up. But also, you know, there's there's a lot of different ways to support us. But in this season, two, we just want you to have a good time. And please tell a friend. Buy rate a us five star reviews. Check out shop.spreadshirt.com slash conspiracy therapy podcast if you want to buy a Goat shirts. new shirts snapsicles. are up.
3: It, they are pretty sweet.
2: Psycho Links on Twitter is our Twitter. We gotta on, send him a shirt. Psycho Links. Yes. Psycho Links on oh, gift Instagram. He has been amazing. He uh, is one of my favorite <laughs> like guys to follow on on Instagram because he's always posting like really great, kind of amazing like, work. Amazing work. Just like old timey like. Elves and like, but it's it's not just like a, a random like Keebler elf. It's like a fucking badass elf <laughs> with like big tits or something. like cookies. Oh, I like I like titties. Too. Anyway, rude, Rudd I, I think I'm saying his name right. Godspeed to you, sir. And your can you endeavors. draw us
3: a Keebler elf though? Now that we've mm. brought that up, can can, can you draw you us make as it? elves? Oh my god! Yes.
2: I think we'll get to that point at some at some point. (laughs) But anyway, does anybody have anything they want to throw out there before we end this badass? I love meth. Meth loves me. (laughs) Come here, meth bride. Take a sucky and pokey. Oh, I want Doritos. Let's kill this cop where's my teeth uh oh there goes the last one these people got together and they had them a potluck and probably listened to some music like this holy shit
4: (laughs) (laughs) that was a grand slam i don't even know what that's from (laughs) well (laughs) when did that happen That, I believe, was um, <laughs> uh, the, the, the Maruby Ridge. I, no, no, no. That was Oklahoma City. Yep. <sighs> that was Oklahoma City.
3: <laughs> I <don't>
4: remember <laughs> that. Wow. Yeah. All like, right. All right. Everybody right now is hitting their 15-second button back just to hear it again. Yep. I know I am. Yep. I, I, yeah, I'll probably do the same thing. All right. Well, we'll see you next
2: week <laughs> on another episode of the Conspiracy Theory Podcast. Have a great one,
1: guys. She's the Queen of
3: on a presentation of Beer City Media. <laughs>